What is up, everybody? Thanks for tuning in. This is episode 30 of Rants with Riv. Same intro as always. You know how it goes. And I'm very excited. We Well, first of all, I'm excited because this is the first guest in a while where I actually wrote notes for. I'm trying to get better at writing notes before I interview people. So I'm, I'm real hype about that. Second of all, I'll tell you his name. He's very into sneakers and he does stand-up. I met him doing stand-up. We got Gary Miller on the podcast. What's up, Gary? How you doing? Hey, man. Doing good. Doing good. Happy to be out of my house of children. And so around a single dude is kind of relieving for me right now. Hell Long yeah, weekend, dude. So. I feel you. Also, um, you're from upstate New York, right? Yeah, I grew up in like Niagara Falls, Buffalo. Nice. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's also, it worked, the timing worked out perfectly because I said, well, who will be able to drive through one inch of snow to my apartment? <laughs> and I said, this is perfect timing because if anyone knows about driving through snow, it's most likely Gary. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And you, you showed up here alive. Yes, so I did. <laughs> it all worked out. So glad it could work out. And we uh, purposely recorded this early because your uh, your Bills won, <laughs> and they're playing. Where are they playing tonight? They're yeah. playing the night against the Chiefs. Are you excited? Yes, I am very excited. I hope by the time people listen to this, that they know that. The Bills are playing the Bengals, uh, and then maybe if you record it and post it after that, they're going to the Super Bowl. I'm not sure. Well, that'd be, that'd be dope. <laughs> but, I mean, this will, I'll definitely put this out probably like later today. Cool. But I don't know when they're going to start listening to it. Yeah. It'll so, be a 6.30 game, I think, Eastern. Yeah. So Bucks, hopefully we kick their ass. So Yeah, Bucks play at three, and then yep. Bills play after. Did you – so they, they beat the Patriots. We did. We kick their ass did you so. did yeah i saw your post i i don't think anyone was expecting that no i think that a lot of people thought the bills were gonna win though um they were the favorite um by like three points or something but um yeah i mean seven drives seven touchdowns like that's the first time that's ever happened i think no one's even ever done six and i think that the temperature was like five degrees and so yeah. for a game like that in the cold weather is probably the best cold weather performance any quarterback has ever had. So they so. had seven straight drives, seven, seven drives, seven touchdowns. It, yeah. I feel like it was nice too to watch because you don't really see the Patriots get blown out in the playoffs. So that was also a plus. It was pretty sweet. So. And what I'm hoping happens is that Tom Brady makes it to the Super Bowl and we kick his ass too. That's that would what be I'm, nice. That would be like poetic justice for me. Yeah. Like of yeah. Peak. To be honest, man, I think – see, everyone says this, don't ever bet against Tom Brady, but I, I think the Rams are going to win. I think the Rams are going to win too. Their defense yep. is so good, and the Bucks are pretty banged up. Yep, yep. So, I think they're going to win a lot. Uh, I think they're going to win probably by uh, probably like by a touchdown or so, I would say. But it's in Tampa, I think, um, and so I think the, the Bucks are going to be a problem, but we'll see. I think it's going to be a great game, though. Yeah. I, didn't, I also didn't think, uh, I didn't think the Bengals were going to win. Oh, yesterday yeah. against the Titans? Yeah, I picked the Bengals to win that game. I thought they were going to win the Titans, though, man. They sacked them nine times. And so I, the fact that you get nine sacks and only allow 19 points at home and lose is pretty bad. They threw three right. picks, and so you can't turn the ball over in the playoffs. Now, do you gamble on sports at all? I do. Yeah. You do? Yeah. I actually didn't. I, I thought you were going to say no. I, that was just a straight-up guess. I do, yes. So do you only bet on football, or how does this work? I bet on basketball, too. Really? Dude, mm-hmm. I, I could not imagine betting on basketball. Way harder. Way Way harder. harder, because the thing about football is like the games are once a week, and with fantasy football especially, you have a pretty good handle on knowing when players are missing games. 
But in the NBA, you have what's called load management. And sometimes you'll hear like a random report like an hour before the game that so-and-so is sitting out. And you're like, oh, shit. Like, so you kind of have to wait until the last minute to place basketball bets because you don't know who's playing right. until that, – that's the, that's the real hard part. But I got to tell you, man, Vegas is crazy good at like setting like lines and spreads in basketball. It's unreal, like how accurate they are. Yeah, how they do the statistics or whatever the mm-hmm. word is for that. Yeah, I couldn't imagine. My, um, I don't gamble on sports. My brothers do, but I think they just gamble on football. Mm-hmm. But yeah, basketball. My hats off to you. Football's I, um, way easier. But yeah. like this week, I, I had a fifty dollars bet that Steph Curry would hit more than three and a half three pointers in a game. And so the last like seven games, he had hit four, and then the other ones he hit less than four. And I was like, I think he's going to get like five or six tonight, like this matchup, blah, blah, blah. And he hit six. And Damn. so I made 50 bucks and that was it. So what do you, this is, I haven't been following basketball too much, but the one thing I've been following up with, obviously Steph broke the three record, Yeah. but then also more recently is, uh, the Russell Westbrook controversy. Cause now he's coming off the bench. Yeah. He's, uh, I gotta say everyone's blaming him and the coach too, like Frank Vogel. But I mean, the Lakers, they can't just keep like not building real teams. And this is kind of like what LeBron has done for a lot of his career is they just go out and get vets that are probably just slightly past their prime and get them on a team that they can just win based on talent alone. But the teams have to gel. Russell Westbrook, super talented, probably the most athletic point guard to ever play the game. But he just has always throws up bricks. He, I mean, I know his nickname is Russell Westbrook. And so like, I mean, that's just the nickname for him. And he turns the ball over a lot. He's really erratic, but still super talented. Um, but I don't know. I've never been too big of a fan of him, to be honest. I never thought that he'd win a ring. See, I was the so. opposite. I was a huge – well, I also didn't think he would ever win a ring either, but yeah. I was still a huge fan of his. Um, but I, I don't have Twitter, but I had – I wrote this down in my notebook. So this is what I do now, now that I don't have Twitter. If I have something that I think would be a good tweet, I still just write it in my notebook. <laughs> But just to just to keep it in my head. But I, if I had a Twitter, I was gonna tweet. The older I get, the more I understand why Kevin Durant left. Yeah. And blamed Westbrook because when he first left, everyone hated him. A lot of people still do hold it against him mm-hmm. because they were so close to winning a title. And then he left, and then everyone hated Durant. But now, for the first time ever, dude, this is years later for the first time I'm actually starting to understand Durant's perspective because now you see like, Oh, Russ was the problem. And from the beginning, everyone thought, no, Durant's just being a, you know, he's be, he's whatever. Um, cause he went to the, the arguably one of the best teams of all time. But anyways, you, I, now I see it now. I go, Oh, this is what he was annoyed about. I mean, Kevin Durant was on the team for seven years. He put in his time just as long as, or was it nine years? Actually, it might've been nine years. Um, a while. yeah. And so he was there for, I think nine years and they were ahead of the warriors three to one, the thunder were, and then the warriors ended up coming back and winning the series. And so kind of the whole, you can't beat him, join him. So he went, everyone was not loving that at all. And it's like, I think for him, he was just like, I just want to have fun playing basketball. And so, like, playing with guys like Steph, Clay, Draymond, you know. But back in 2012, people, you know, might not, you know, depending on how old you are. But the Thunder went to the finals against the Heat in 2012. And at the time, you know, they had Russ and KD. They had James Harden, you know, who was – Right. They drafted James Harden. The Thunder did. And they traded him for, like, Kevin Martin and, like, draft picks. Like, they just threw him away. Like, and Kevin – James Harden's one of the best scorers ever played basketball. And yeah. so they lost that series, I think, in six games against the Heat. So, Yeah, that team would have been 
insane. James Harden, Russ, and Durant, if they all stayed together, but mm-hmm. at the same time, who knows? Salary well, cap issues and ego and stuff. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, dude, the the main reason why I had you on the pod was because, well, obviously, we, I've known you for a while, and we've been doing comedy together. We always have good talks. But um, I'm very interested in to learn about your obsession with sneakers <laughs> and how my first, I guess my first question is, how were you always obsessed with sneakers your whole life, or is this a new thing, or how did you get into this? So I've always, all right, so this is kind of, I just want to make sure I represent this carefully. So when I was a kid, I loved sneakers so much and uh but i never like i was never like deep following it like i don't i don't know who designed this i don't know the story behind this i don't i just like the look of them that's it i like the way it makes me feel when i wear them i like looking at them i respect the look of it that's it i'm getting more into it now um but at the time when i was like i grew up really poor so i could never buy jordans or anything like that now i have like a good job and stuff and i can buy sneakers if i want to or whatever and um so i'm getting more and more into it now and i probably started like actually buying jordans and other shoes like maybe i don't know like three or four months ago mm-hmm. i think i've already bought like over a dozen pairs of jordans or really? something 15 i have no idea and so uh but i'm so i'm more into it now i follow a lot of like social accounts like on tiktok or whatever of sneaker guys and i know when shoes are coming out and i would love it like if i could find like a plug or something um but i don't have one and so but yeah right now i think I think like a lot of people that like grew up poor, like grow up and try to make money and then buy all the shit they wish they had when they were kids. Mm -hmm. So like I see people do that with like certain kinds of clothes or a classic car they wish they had or some kind of like old video game or whatever. I don't know. I so I think of sneakers for me is kind of like a W. (laughs) Like that's kind of the best way I can. I would say it's a W. I remember. See, that's interesting. Thinking about what you wanted when you were a kid and then you get older and you buy it because. I, when I was a kid, I think it's funny to think about now. When I was a kid, I used to think the coolest car ever was a Chrysler 300. <laughs> a little Bentley. And I'm being dead <laughs> serious now. When I see that car, I think it's so ugly. Yeah. So I think there are certain things in life where you grow older and you go, nah, I don't think that's that cool anymore. But there's some things that do stick. And so for sure. And so let me ask you this. It's very Italian of you, by the way, that you love Chrysler 300s. I know, right? <laughs> we literally just played uh, Super Mario and I was in a Vespa and he goes, you're in a Vespa. How Italian are you? <laughs> so, but Mario in a Vespa is pretty Italian. That's as Italian as you get. I loved how you picked Luigi. Though. I think that was a respect thing. I love Luigi. Yeah. I mean, I, I thought that it would be fun though, like to race each other. And I was in first place for a while. And then the last fucking second, you like hit me with a banana or a mushroom or whatever it was, and I ended up finishing in fourth, and you finished in first. And yeah, dude, your boy came back. Our life is probably similar to that too. I think. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's great. So, in your opinion, this doesn't have to be a definitive answer. How sure. many how many sneakers would you say you have to have until you're considered a sneakerhead? Uh, I don't know if it's even like a number. I think it's uh. Let like, me go first. I I would say because I'm not a sneakerhead. I would say if you have, I would say there's two options. You either have to have ten solid solid shoes mm-hmm. or like five bangers. Yeah, five pairs of just like really exclusive shoes or ten solid good Jordans or Nikes or yeah. whatever. So someone would probably tell me that I'm not one because I haven't been doing it for long enough. I think that's probably part of it too and not just how much you have. Ooh, because so you think time goes into it? Yeah, because I think like, so I don't know if I would really consider myself one. So I always tell people like I'm an aspiring sneakerhead or a wannabe sneakerhead or something because 
there's guys out there that have been doing it for like years and years and years and so but like i uh like i'm pretty into it now though like and so but i guess like a lot of people don't like it when someone can just come in and just like bully themselves into something and so it's almost like if a new comic starts doing stand-up and then they have like three minutes on stage or five minutes or whatever and then they just start going everywhere and then they create like a facebook comic like page and stuff like that and like that shit like or comedian whatever their name is like in that stuff is like just slow down just just enjoy it and so for me like i don't care about the labels i just like shoes and if they want to welcome me they can if they don't that's fine too (laughs) so So how much what's your most expensive pair uh i bought a pair of amamanir jordan threes they were released last year and they're widely considered as like the sneaker of the year um those like with shipping and tax and everything uh are were like 800 oh nice so 800 i would say i think i bought them for like 692 pre everything but now those shoes are going for over 800 and I just bought them like a month or two ago. Really? And that's pre-tax and fees and everything. So they've already appreciated by over $100. I haven't worn them yet. I was just going to so. ask you that. So Because $800 is, for me, if I have an $800 pair of shoes, I would... I think I would wait at least six months to wear them. Yeah, it's one of those things where I, uh, I want to wear them, but it's like every time I look at them, I'm like, uh, not there though. Like, I don't know where I want to wear them yet, right. but not, I haven't gone anywhere yet that I want to wear them. And that's the thing too, because you know, I mean, obviously you wouldn't wear them today cause there's still slush and stuff on yeah. the road. But when you do wear them, mm-hmm. you know, you're not going to mess them up yeah. to, to an extent. Mm-hmm. So, but I think it, it is interesting because you still are going to think about it, but mm-hmm. in retrospect, you're not Unless you're trying to resell them or something, for the yeah. most part they're going to be fine. But because yeah. I do the same things when I with the same thing when I buy new stuff, and even me, I'm not a sneakerhead, but when I buy shoes, sometimes I wait a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yep. So and I, I think, think I know some guys that like wait two years before they wear their shoes because they. The only thing is though, like given how much they cost, like I'll enjoy wearing them for sure. I'm all about wearing your shoes. I don't believe in just for me personally, uh, like just putting them in a box and letting them sit. Unless you're planning on reselling them or whatever, fine. But um, I also want to wear them at least in front of some people who I know will appreciate them too. Oh, like, okay. like, like, and I'm not saying like to flex or whatever, but like, let's say like you were saying like Mark Brady, right? So like if, if I ever were to hang out with him or go like hang out, whatever, then I, I wear them with him or another sneaker head like Mellow or something like if I ever was around them because it's like, oh, I know someone will be there we'll that will appreciate it. it. Yeah, and yeah. so like, it, but if, if it's a bunch of guys that don't care that wouldn't even notice them from like a $50 shoe, then it's like, it, it's still fun for me to wear it. I still enjoy it for me, but there's still a sense of like, I forget where I was. I was at like a dirty ball mic and there was this girl who was sitting with uh, her boyfriend and some other dude and they were pointing at me like because I was wearing these shoes and then we started talking for like 20 minutes because I was wearing these black cement Jordan 3s and those are probably like five or six hundred dollars shoes right now and that's how much they go for now I didn't buy them for that much but um, and so she was saying that she's always wanted those and we started talking about like our latest pickups and stuff like that and yeah, it was cool. Like I, I enjoy those interactions. I was gonna say, going off of your when you wear your good shoes, you want people who are gonna appreciate them to see them. I feel like that'd be like, yeah, you don't want to do your best joke at an open mic. Yeah, exactly. Kind of like that's that. exactly yeah, right. It's like the, I worked so hard for these, and I'm, if unless you're gonna truly appreciate, that's I feel like that's why a lot of people don't do their best material at open mics because it's like I know what this is worth, mm-hmm. and I don't 
I know none of you are going to appreciate this, so I'm yeah. going to save it and just do new jokes. And there's also like a, there's also to me like something about like perceived value. So like there's an open mic joke and there's like a show set joke, like a recorded set joke or a, a you know a paid gig joke, whatever you want to call it. And so like if you start doing a certain joke that you do at shows at mics too you're almost like kind of devaluing the joke. That's a good point. Sort of, at yeah. least to me. Well, I never really thought of it like that, but that's yeah. a good point. But now, but you might want to like, but however, like if you have a show that means a lot to you the next day and there's a mic the day before, you just want to run your set, like that's cool too. But right. like, I mean, there, so there's definitely exceptions, but um, I might be looking at that wrong, but I see it sort of no, as that. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I would say, um, so with the, with the shoe obsession, is this... Is this strictly Jordans or is this anything? Because I saw you you did post a couple of, I don't know if you bought them or not, but you're also into like old school skateboarding shoes. Yeah, I bought a pair of SBs. So um, there's a, so Ishad Ware. I don't know if you know who that is, but Ishad Ware is a pro skater. Um, he's really good. And he had a pair of uh, signature SBs just come out. Um, so Nike released uh, four colorways. So there's one that's black and white, blue and white, red and black, and then olive. The olive one to me was the cleanest color. They were like a hundred dollar shoes retail. Um, they're probably reselling right now for like, I don't know, one forty to one seventy if I had to guess. Um, but I, I I picked up one of them and yeah, I think they're clean. The design is really cool. Um, they're kind of unlike any other shoe too. They also have like a little bit of like a reverse swoosh on the heel, which kind of reminds me of like the Travis Scotts a little bit and stuff. Those, and uh, this so. is a newer shoe. The 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 SBs. Yeah, they just dropped. Because I was gonna say I I could be wrong, but I I think you were posting like early 2000 oh skate hold shoes up okay that are, yeah, yeah, that yeah. Are, see because those are interesting the red and too. white ones you're talking about yeah because yes. those are not only are they from the early 2000s uh -huh. but they don't even make those anymore no so if you're buying those that means someone has a, a brand new pair that they were that ha they haven't worn in so, so i long. have not found one um so if i had to guess and those shoes were being resold right now and they were ds like dead stock unworn they would probably be four or five hundred dollar shoes yeah. and so and in the early 2000s they probably would have sold that shoe for like 80 or 90 dollars so i used to skate many many pounds ago i'm a big dude obviously but like <laughs> but from like 99 to like 05 06 i skated and so um eric costin who a lot of people know uh he is i think he's legend on nike. yeah he's on nike now but he used to skate for s and he had uh the costin threes um the costin threes the k3s red and white they look like basketball shoes. So S now makes a shoe called Evant. It's like E-V-A-N-T. And they look like them, but they're not the same. Uh, and the so same. I just can't do it. Like I, I love S, dude. Yeah, they're great. S, they're great shoes. I don't have any any old school sh skate shoes, but I always... Um, it's so, S is such a nostalgic company for people who skate, mm -hmm. I feel like. But yeah, I, I think... That, and Costins, they look pretty... See, it's... I don't know how I fully feel about them because... They're a nostalgic company, and everyone who skates has respect for S, but at the same time, they're still such puffy shoes Yes, in that era of yep. puffy, puffy skate shoes. Yep, that's so, true. Like the old like Osiris and the old like yeah. DCs and DVSs, the Globes, they were super puffy. Um, now, obviously, when you're skating, you want that because it's like protection you know, on your right. feet and stuff, but the Costins, they weren't, they were like a little foamy on the outside, but they kind of looked like basketball shoes. And at the time, I played basketball a lot with my friends, too. And so I always thought these were shoes that I could skate in and easily just pick up a ball and start playing with, too. Right. But I, 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 I could never afford them when I was a kid, so I never... 
I mean, I probably could have, but at the time, I I liked other shoes mm. instead. Like I was a big DC guy, and yeah. Short segue. How do you feel about Yeezys? Uh, I like the earlier Yeezys more than the stuff that's coming out now. Um, like those, um, the ones that say like supply three fifties, like right. on the side, I don't like those at all. Those are um, the newer ones. Yeah. I forget what they're called and, and people are going to, would hate me right now because they're like, how are your secret? I don't know what those are called. Like, uh, but I, I don't even, I have no interest in them, so I don't even mm-hmm. care. The only reason why I would ever buy them is to resell them. But I'll probably get some heat for this too, but I've never had Yeezys, but I feel like, I like shoes that look good with jeans. Yeah. And I feel like Yeezys look a little weird with jeans. Yep. And I don't, that's a big thing for me. Yep. Where I think Yeezys, if you're wearing shorts in the summer, they look cool. But if you're going out at night and you're wearing jeans, I think they look a little weird. Because I've seen people wearing them with jeans and I don't like the way yep. they look. Now, if you want to wear like a hoodie with some shorts and maybe like some crew socks and those foam runners... I heard those foam runners are super comfortable. The foam um, runners are Yeezys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They look like uh, they look like Crocs from the future. Okay. Kind of. Like, and That's so they come in like different colorways, and so I uh, I don't think I would ever own a pair, but uh, they look very comfortable, and people love the Yeezy slides too. Uh, so the slides are usually like kind of like a beigey color. They're called like okra, or you can get like the highlighter yellow greenish color. Um, people love Yeezy slides. I don't see it. I honestly think that Kanye, when he sells his shoes or like these gap jackets and shit that he puts out <laughs> or like these white t-shirts that he sells for like $200, he's just laughing at everybody. Probably, <laughs> like, He's I making so much money. Yeah. It's like absurd. I remember a few years ago he was begging Mark Zuckerberg for a loan and now he has a net worth of probably like six or $7 billion. It's insane. And yeah, it's especially he put out one song. Oh, I forget how it went. It was, I think three or four summers ago. Do you remember what song I'm talking? He literally put out a song where he's just like skip it a boop, whoop it it boop, and he's, he's not even <laughs> rapping. And you can tell he just makes fun of the industry. And you know he still made money off that song. It probably has like 50 million streams on Spotify. Oh, it has so <laughs> much. I'm surprised you haven't heard. It. I'll send it to you. Yeah, Dude, I can't so recall funny. it right now. But um, you know what I'm talking about, though, right? I think so. Yeah. 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 I will say this though. Uh, Kanye did just put something on Instagram. I think a couple days ago posting a picture of the jordan logo i did see that that would be crazy i think the the something about like marcus jordan wants to get uh i think it said marcus jordan wants to get kanye dj khaled and michael jordan in the same room to do a collab see that's also you would blow up it would but also that is such a you know that's just what happens when you get to a certain level of fame there's just okay i'm kanye i either know michael jordan or i guarantee you i can meet him right now and then they, they just sit in a room and they go, let's make a bunch of money. Yeah, I'm but, sure they know each other. I mean, he's from Chicago, Kanye, too. They Jordan, probably met at some who point. Who else should we get? Let's get DJ Khaled. Yeah. And you know, <laughs> those are three names. You can't lose money on that. Yeah, There's DJ Khaled's no a huge way. sneakerhead, too. Yeah. Like, big time. And they just add so. in Travis Scott, too, if they yeah, want Yeah, Travis Scott. I mean, Travis Scott needs some help, man. I don't, I'm not sure if Nike is going to be releasing his shoes oh, anymore yeah, with all the that, Astral World shit. concert? Yeah, I don't know. I mean... People still want his shoes, and they still sell for a lot of money. I mean, like his 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 Jordan One lows, like the fragment ones, the blue and white ones are going for almost two k, mm-hmm. or maybe a little bit more. And the brown ones are about two k too. And the Jordan One highs are like fifteen hundred to two thousand. They're insane, man. Right? Yeah. He see, I, I should probably do more research. And also, this is a low budget pod, so I can't be like, "Hey, pull this up real quick." <laughs> yeah. There's hey, Jamie. No, yeah, there's no Jamie. There's just we just have to use our imaginations yeah. and with this. But 
I mean, I get how he got in trouble because of the mob that killed people, Mm -hmm. but also what percentage of it is his fault? Because he definitely is at fault, but I wouldn't say he's at 100% at fault for that. Yeah, I mean, I guess like without knowing a lot of the story, so if you can give me some rope here, I would never think that if there were deaths at a concert like that, that it would be the talent's fault. Like, and so just that alone, like I would never think oh, it's the guy on stage's fault. Like, he's in charge of all the security and logistics here. (laughs) Like, I would think that, oh, the venue would have enough people employed for that and they would have an infrastructure in place where... But I I guess something about, like, where he told everyone to rush the stage and people were getting, like, trampled over. That was the big thing. And so... But I don't know if him saying rush the stage, like, I don't know if in his mind he ever thought... But I don't... I, I don't believe... And again, I don't know the guy, so what the hell do I know? But I would be very surprised if he knew that people were getting trampled over and he was like, fuck them, let's keep the show going. Like, I mean, if he did, that would be wrong, obviously, and somewhat damnable, cancelable, whatever word you want to use. But, um, yeah. So another quick question for you. When you take your shoes off at your house, are you worried that your puppy's going to eat them? (laughs) (laughs) And chew them up? When I'm downstairs, uh, if I have on like just a pair of beater shoes, like, uh, like I, I wear these like really comfortable Air Maxes right now when I go out and do stuff, um, or like a, a pair of like Samba Adidas shoes or something like that. I'll just put those on the floor, and gotcha. he has not gotten anything yet. But if I come home and I'm wearing like a pair of Jordan Elevens or Jordan Ones or Jordan Threes or whatever, I will I'll put them on the chair at the dining room table. Yeah, you don't just let them sit there. Uh-uh. Yeah, well, because nah. that's a puppy too, right? Yes, he's a he's, a, he's, a, he's about four, five months, four months old. Yeah. yeah. So, what what was the story behind that? Did you you just kind of you and your wife kind of spontaneously got a puppy? <laughs> yeah. So we've been talking for a long time about getting a dog. We've been married now for eight years in June this year. So we're coming up on eight years. Nice. And we have uh, my son is almost seven, and my in April, and my daughter will be five in March. And so, because we have two small kids, we didn't want to get a dog and have like that level of high maintenance. But our kids are like a little old enough now to where they can go to the bathroom on their own, dress themselves, like even though it takes a fight sometimes, right. but they can do it on their own. And so we went away on Thanksgiving to the beach and my wife's brother has two dogs and the kids really enjoyed being around them. So did we. And so literally the day after we get home from the beach, we were sitting at home on Sunday and we were like, we should get a dog. And so we went online and we tried to do like the rescues and everything was like a year long wait. And so we looked up a breeder and we ended up finding a dog we really like. We both took a dog quiz also about what breed we should get. <laughs> nice. We both got the same breed of a dog. Really? We both got Boston Terrier. And so we got a Boston Terrier puppy. He's a boy. His name is Mozzie. Facebook wins again. Yeah. I mean, it's true. And so um, the funny thing is, is I um, the kids had no idea we were getting a dog. So I ended up posting a video of us surprising the kids with the dog. And um, and I had never posted a video on TikTok before. And I think I told you a little bit about this before. And I posted the video on TikTok. And it got a crap ton of, like, views and stuff. The first one I ever did. And other people were posting it on, like, Instagram and stuff. Like, Jay Shetty. And I don't even know who that guy is. But apparently he's really popular. And Lauren Polly, like, texted me, like, hey, this is your kids or whatever. And right. uh, I think on my TikTok, though, it has, like, 1.6 million views oh, or something. Damn. Yeah. It's huge. And then some company, I had like four companies reach out to me that wanted to license the video. 
So I ended up picking the one that I liked the most. And so hopefully if people ever paid to share the video, I'll get something for it. I have no idea. Is it, so. is there, are you still waiting to hear like what? Yeah, the it takes is? a while before because I just did this like last month in December. And so right. it, I think it takes at least like three months before anything happens. And so, I mean, I, I kind of like just forgot about it until I'm talking to you now, actually. Yeah. <laughs> and so, um, but yeah, it was just a fun thing. Um, yeah. I remember you texted me and you said, Hey, I just posted my first TikTok and you sent it to me and you said, is it normal for TikToks to blow up your first time? And I said, <laughs> I know they push your, your video out if you're new, but I said, no, not like this. Yeah. So you definitely, I think, I think it was a perfect combination of, they probably pushed it out a little bit, but then from then on, it just went, it took its course. Yeah. Cause I've I never had like anything kids, come dog, close to that. Christmas. I think yeah. a lot of that stuff, like. But um, it's one of those like feel good things. There's so much like negativity and shit on TikTok and all right. that. And so, but um, I ended up getting like 2,500 views like the first day or two, and then it kind of nothing happened all week. And then I was sitting in at a Publix grocery store in the parking lot, and I randomly pulled my phone out. I don't have notifications on for TikTok, and so I opened it up. I was like, holy shit! I have like over 100 notifications. And so I looked at it. I was like, oh wow! I have like I think it was like 50,000 views at that time on a Sunday afternoon. And then the next morning on Monday, I got to like 800,000. So like yeah. like half of those views were like in one day. And then it like randomly came across other days too. For like that week, it was kind of a wave. And so, um, but I randomly still get like likes for it and comments and stuff. And it was just a fun thing to do. You also so. did a good job of putting, I was impressed because you just downloaded TikTok. But the video was solid. Didn't you put music to it? Uh-uh. Well, you put so you put the video, but you also put ca captions in a very good location and stuff. Yeah, it took me a while to figure out those things on TikTok matter so much. The yeah, I, I put like a, music. Yeah, it wasn't like captions of us talking, but it was like a little bubble of like what we were doing. So I put like, I put like surprise the kids with a dog for Christmas or something like that, and and so people would see it and know. Oh, I want to stay and watch this, but. If you just put the video up, no one knows what's going to happen for like the first minute. And right. so, you know, that was kind of my whole thing. Uh, I was thinking about, so I had, I had TikTok for about a year and then I got off of it because I just wanted, I don't know if I wanted a break. I don't know if I wanted a, a social media cleanse. I don't really know, but I, I stopped, mm -hmm. I haven't used it in over a year. And right when I stopped, you started using it. So I, I, it just hit me a few days ago. I might re-download it. Yeah, to, to get back in the game. Well, especially as a comic, even just putting out shit. Like, right. So, like, I mean, even if you don't want to, like, if you want to set limits for yourself, because, dude, that shit will suck time up. Like, so much. Like, it's, I, I used to go on YouTube a lot and watch shit. I never use YouTube anymore, because really? on YouTube, you got to search for shit. And so, I mean, you could go to recommended videos, I guess, but um, for me, TikTok, I just swipe, swipe, swipe. Like, it's just, it's easy if I'm just sitting there wasting time or right. whatever. Yeah, so. I was thinking about it. So I'll probably give it one more go around, and then if I if I spend too much time on it, I'll, I'll delete it again. But that was a big thing for me, man. I was spending a lot of time on it, and sometimes, do you ever do this? Do you ever? Are you ever on it? This is the first app I've done this with. I would be on it, and I would literally feel like I couldn't get off of it. Yeah, sometimes. You're, almost as if I felt... It sounds cringy, but because some people always say it, they go, you're, oh, you're glued to your phone. That this was the first app I truly felt gl glued to. <laughs> I could not get off of it. Yeah, and um, I mean, it's a hats off to them. It's a very good addicting app. I don't know how this got this. I want. I wish I could give him credit on this podcast. That gets so many views. But um, <laughs> this, that was a joke. This guy um, posted a TikTok and he 
I thought he made a great point of, he said, this app is interesting to me because you'll be scrolling and you'll see something funny. So you'll laugh and then you'll scroll again and then you'll see something really motivating. So you're moved by it and then you'll scroll again and then you'll see something really sad. So you'll scroll past it and then you'll see something that kind of makes you mad. And he goes, so you can go from laughing to motivated to sad to angry in the span of one minute. (laughs) And then he goes, I don't know how good that is for your brain. <laughs> and I thought that was actually a very good point. Yeah, that's true. I think it's I think it could go one of two ways like where it's also good that it makes you kind of feel like more of a complete person for feeling those emotions too maybe because if you go on places where, you know, you can only watch like let's say let's say you're a fan of the office and so you watch I know people that just rewatch the office over and over. And it's like you're just watching funny goofy shit. That's and true. so like I mean Sometimes if you kind of let like a TikTok happen to you, it kind of like tells, but I mean, to be honest though, the the TikTok algorithm just puts stuff in front of you that you like. And so like if you go to the for you page or whatever, it'll just put stuff on there that, that thinks will keep you watching it. And they, that algorithm knows us better than we know ourselves. Oh, for sure. (laughs) And that's the, honestly, that's the one thing that I'm actually annoyed about with re downloading TikTok because when I deleted it, this is why I don't want to delete it again. My algorithm was popping. It knew me. So so now, because the first few days you have TikTok, it doesn't know you at all. So now I have to get it to know me again, which won't take long. It might but. remember you. Oh, yeah. I never even thought of that. I don't that. think that you could just like wipe your slate clean like that. That is I, terrifying. I, think it, <laughs> I guarantee you that if you just sign up and don't follow anything it would ju- and go be, to for you, it's going to be, be shit that you're into. mom shaking her butt. Yeah, they're not just going to start showing you like like Food Network shit and right. like, you know, Joanna Gaines and <laughs> all that That's HGTV true. stuff. It's, it's probably going to be, you know, whatever you're into. And so the stuff that I usually see on mine is mostly, like I said, sneaker stuff. I like sports stuff. So one side little thing I'm into is Pokemon cards because my son likes them. Mm. So every once in a while, my son and I, I'll buy packs of cards for him. And we we probably have a few hundred dollars in cards worth, you know, of of cards and stuff. And it's gotten to the point where I even do, I've even done like a couple of local meetups with some Pokemon card nerds to buy cards from them. And then it's gone 21st century where my son and I will go on TikTok and we watch people on TikTok live opening up packs of cards. And I don't know if you know this or not, but on TikTok, they do something called rip and ship. And so rip and ship is something that sports cards guys do too, where you can buy cards from them and then they'll open them live and then they will mail you the cards. Wow. It's crazy. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Like there, dude, the sports card world is nuts. There's these, uh, there's Wait, so these, they send, they send a video of them shipping it to you. No. Wait, so, so it's a TikTok live video right. where thousands of people can go on there and by you placing an order, you get put like in a queue for them. And then they say, all right, next up we have Gary. Gary's bought two Pokemon celebrations packs, let's say, or whatever. Okay. And then they will open the packs live in front of you. And everyone that's streaming is watching it too. And then they will take those cards and put them in cases and then they will mail it to you. Okay. Usually like within a day or that week or something. That's pretty cool. And so you pay them and then they make a profit too. So like where they might have bought the card pack for like five bucks, they might sell it for eight or something. And so it's business for them. It also like gets their channel up views and stuff. And it's crazy, man. Like how it's crazy how the world, there's also another app called whatnot. And whatnot, they sell sneakers on too, 
live. And so there's other things like sports and Pokemon cards and stuff too. But I've met a bunch of sneaker people on there and they will do auctions live of sneakers. And you have your payment information, your address already plugged in. So if you win the auction, they send it right to you. My brothers were big into Pokemon when I was a kid. I was... I I collected them when I was real real young, but I my I got into Yu-Gi-Oh for a little bit. <laughs> Never, I don't know anything about it. Nothing. Like, that is the big difference between you and I. You're yep. a Pokemon guy, and I'm a Yu-Gi-Oh well, guy. Well, I'm actually not even a Pokemon guy. Like for me, I just like money. Like so, my my son asks me, he's like, "Which one's your favorite Pokemon card?" I'm like, "The one that's worth the most money." I honestly almost messed up so badly because you were talking about Pokemon, and I was about to have a riff in there, but like, "Oh yeah, you got that blue eyes white dragon," and I realized that's that's not Pokemon. <laughs> no that's idea. Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> it's very similar though. It's, yeah. it's it, I think it's just the newer age of it. Where yeah. I've honestly, heard of Yu-Gi-Oh. yeah, but I think what's interesting is Pokemon blew up. And then it faded because Yu-Gi-Oh was the new thing. But mm-hmm. now I think no one cares about Yu-Gi-Oh at all. And Pokemon's almost back. However, in about five or ten years, Yu-Gi-Oh will be a thing. You think so? Yeah, I think because a lot of guys that are like in their 30s went to, were in seventh grade in 1999 like me. And now they want to relive their... Everything's nostalgia now. Like everything is just... That's why all these shows have reboots. And I think that eventually guys like you will be 35. And then you're going to say, oh, I have money now. Yu-Gi-Oh, I want to start collecting with my kids or whatever. And right. so the same thing, it's cyclical. Yeah, for and, sure. And, um, you know, I don't know if you saw this, but Peacock, the app, is rebooting Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, but as a drama, not as like a comedy. And with so, Will Smith and everything? No, 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 no. It's like new actors and stuff, but the guy's moving from West Philly into Bel-Air with his family, and but it's being remade Dude, in the 21st sh- century. that show is going to get the worst ratings. There's no way, because the, I agree with you, everything now is nostalgia, mm-hmm. but what I've learned is, you're right, everything's about nostalgia, but if you do it wrong, they get mad. They get mad and upset, because then it's, you're not doing it the way they wanted it to. Because I agree, Fresh Prince is a great show, it's very nostalgic, but they, think about, they have to live up to so much pressure now with that show. Like Uncle Phil's not even fat. Yeah, and all, yeah, those. <laughs> yeah, like, that's not fuck, gonna. Man? That's not gonna do it. And yeah, you can't replace an Uncle Phil. R.I.P. Yeah. It's all like all stuff. these assholes that that read the book and then the movie comes out and then right. they bitch about the movie not being as good as the book. Like there might be, there might not be a person I dislike least than those people. Like yeah. the people that like read Harry Potter and then the movie comes out and they're like, well, you know. They forgot about blah, blah, blah. They didn't include yeah. that. It's like, dude, just let me enjoy the fucking movie. Like, yeah, exactly. And so reboot people will probably be similar to that. Like, Uncle Phil's not even fat. What the hell? <laughs> dude, I, I remember they made they made a Sandlot 2. Yeah. And then they made a Sandlot 3. <laughs> and then they made a Sandlot 4. For real? I used to, so I, I used to, it's an old, I never, it never worked, but I have it in one of my old notebooks of, that was basically the joke of, everyone knows that they made a Sandlot 2 and 3, but the fourth was so bad People, I don't even think people are aware that they did make a fourth. It was so bad. Wow. I wonder how many people saw I'm that. Either, I'm either, and if I'm, for the sake of us being, not having a Jamie, it's either, it's either they made a third and people aren't aware of the third or they made a fourth and people aren't aware of the fourth. Okay. I think it's a fourth though because the, they made the first one. The second one I think was where like he gets a girlfriend or something. No, I think you're right. It's three. And the third one is. I think it's called heading home or something. Anyways, it wow. it, it was so 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 bad. Wow, that's so crazy, bad. man. But yeah, dude, my uh, my TikTok algorithm was sports, and surprisingly, it was a little bit of sports, a little bit of cats. 
because I, I, I dated someone who had a cat and I got super into cats. Okay. So I got some cat videos on there. And then <laughs> I, honestly, it was a lot of um, covers. So people covering a song on the piano, people covering okay. something on the guitar, people rapping, yep. a lot of that. Uh, Stand up, obviously. Yeah, comedy Nuts. stuff, yeah. And then, all, and then just dumb videos, just people being dumb. That's my favorite. You know, I also find myself catching these videos where the guys like throw the ping pong ball and it like bounces off 20 things and then goes into like this moving object, like a moving yeah. solo cup. These guys sit here for like hours and they stream on TikTok live too, doing it where they have like a whole box of ping pong balls. They chuck it. Dun, 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 and they miss right. it. They keep doing it. And so I would never sit there and watch it, but I've seen like thousands of people in there watching those. Yeah. Spe- speaking of covers, there was a lot of, uh, it was a lot of Mac Miller covers. Oh, man. I don't want to hear anybody else do Mac Miller unless it's good. Yeah, but I it's mean. good. That's my thing. If you cover it and it's good, I really appreciate it. Yeah. I just posted on my Instagram today. This guy, it's on. I found it on Spotify, which I never do, probably because I'm not on TikTok anymore. <laughs> but this guy covered uh, his song, Dunno, and it's yep. really, really good. But um, I, wanted to bring, I wanted to close with Mac Miller because, okay. A, I got the painting. You know I'm a big fan. I also have the two vinyls. Up there, I got circles and good AM uh-huh. on vinyl, and I don't have a, a a vinyl player, which means I just collect them. Yeah. So uh, that's one thing that I like to collect vinyls. I want to get swimming and faces really badly. I love swimming. Yeah, I think yeah. I'm gonna get it. It's gonna be expensive, but whatever. And I was kids, listening to kids on the way here today. Really <laughs> yeah. nice, man. Yeah. So I wanted to ask you, did I? Because if it's yes, if it's no, it's okay. But if it's yes, I'm gonna be really happy about this. Did I put you on to Mac Miller, or did you know before about him? Uh. I don't think that you put me on to him, but I didn't listen to him until after he died. Okay. And so, like, I was a latecomer with Mac Miller, and right. so I, I didn't really know much about him when he was alive. <laughs> right. And so I forget how I started listening to him. I actually probably think, you probably just realized he died, and then you looked him up and you liked his music, right? Yeah, I think it was either Swimming or Circles was the first one I listened to. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. So I was late, and so um, I don't remember which one it was, but I love those two albums. Oh, so I, I think Swimming is a masterpiece. Yeah, Good th- AM's really good. I mean, they're all really good. Circles yeah. for what it is is good. You could just tell he wasn't finished with it. Yeah, I like the deluxe album, the the, the deluxe album for Circles. Yeah, um, and. Uh, yeah, I don't know. He's, I just like that he's very unique, very different. The production too is, I like that he kind of like sings and raps and yeah. I don't know. I just yeah, it's kind of sad and it's uh, it's sad when you hear some of his songs too and he's like, life is short, don't waste it. And I'm like, oh fuck, like yeah, and so yeah. it makes me kind of, but yeah, he's probably one of my favorites. Oh, uh, love him, man. I think what's sad too is not to end it on a depressing note, but I think what's sad is. If you listen to, because I listened to him, I remember when Kids came out, I was in high school, I listened to it. There's mm-hmm. this, it's still actually a website, but there's this mixtape website called Dat Piff, and it's just mixtapes, every mixtape that's ever been released. And I remember I downloaded on Dat Piff. We, we waited for it to come out, and it came out, and it was awesome. But what I think is really weird is, well, not just weird and sad, is his music was poppy rap, almost, not to insult it, but it was almost frat college party mm-hmm. rap yep. but it was good it was high school college frat boy rap because that's kind of that was kind of his genre even though he wasn't in a frat but you guys get what i'm saying but what's sad was and then he evolved with his work and then became like really good rap and then a little bit of depressing rap and then he evolved again and then he it came it turned into like you said singing a little bit and it was slower almost 
similar to Elton John mm-hmm. in a way. But what makes me the saddest is he died right when he found his voice. Yeah. That was his voice. So if you listen to Kids, Kids is great. Yeah. And then if you listen to Faces, Faces is amazing. Macadelic's mm-hmm. amazing. But Swimming... When you listen to swimming, you realize, oh, this, he found his voice. That's yeah, like his voice. The opening, like, what is it? Come back to earth. Yeah. Yeah. When he's like, my regrets, you know, that's like, whoa, who is this it's dude? It's so like, different. And it's yeah. not even like rap. It's almost like his own thing. And yeah. so, uh, yeah, it's sad to think about like, how much more music he could have put out. Oh, he would have put out so much, especially during yeah. a pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. But it's R. crazy, R. like, how young guys can be and how, like, much you can, like, Biggie, like, people don't realize this, but Biggie died with two albums. And That's he was it. he was twenty four years old, and yeah. so people think big. There's dudes that are fifty out there right now that are like Biggie's the best ever. And it's like, dude, he put out two albums. And dude, so that's the same thing with Tupac too. And honestly, twenty five years old. Yeah, Tupac I've been died. I've been listening to them ever since I was a kid because I have older brothers. Mm-hmm. But what blew my mind? I listened to this. I realized this recently, and I it's similar to Mac too. I used to I had this on an old old pod episode of of Mac, but I realized. So I'm I'm 26 and I realized I compared it to stand up because we do stand up but I've been doing stand up for three years and I have a solid 15 minutes right. Mm-hmm. Biggie was 25. Tupac was 25. Biggie was 24 when he died. Yeah, Biggie was 24 yeah. and Tupac was 25 yeah. or 26. Yeah. So and then Mac was 26. Uh huh. All of those. Even though Biggie and Tupac put out like two to three albums, something like that. I can't remember how many Tupac Yeah, but has, long but story short. Tupac has more stuff, I four, feel like. Four, and it, this is a thing you don't fully realize until you're that age, but now that I'm older than all of them, well, I'm the same age as Mac when he died 26, but the level of, dude, like Do For Love and all those songs they put out are mm-hmm. such a high level of music, mm-hmm. and for their age, you don't appreciate it until you're their age of how absolutely bananas it is that they reached that level that young is that's when you that's when I truly understood what a prodigy is of they reached such a high level of something at so 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 young yeah and that was also before you could just like go on TikTok and just become super popular or YouTube and right. kind of create some of your own success and be a little bit more in control there were people that identified your talent and you only got famous if people put your shit out like in on tv or on magazines or whatever and so you had a lot less control then and so to be identified as like that much of a hitter is kind of special yeah where today i do like that artists do have a lot in control more of their fates today but at the same time i respect it a little bit less i respect the business acumen behind it but i the talent is going to be polluted some just because there's some people that know how to go out there and just hustle right like yeah, but the, the talent is going to hurt a little bit i think but yeah you're right though man i mean those are those are three of some of my favorite rappers i mean i, I don't think mac miller no offense is on the level of biggie and tupac no, just from not. like a rap perspective but from artistry though he's more unique for sure oh yeah i always yeah. give i always tell people too and I don't even care. I will always tell people, I don't think Mac Miller is one of the greatest rappers ever, but yeah. he's one of my favorite artists. Yeah. And it's one. It's the same thing with Kobe. Kobe is one of my favorite basketball players of all time. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I think he's top 10, yeah. but if I'm ever talking to someone and they go, listen, no disrespect, but I don't think Kobe's top five, I don't get offended. Yeah. I don't get offended, but I do, I do think he's top 10. And even if he's not top five, it doesn't matter because it's, it's, he's my favorite. Yeah, and I think I think sometimes people get lost in that in those arguments because 
they become biased and they go, well, he's my favorite. So I, I have to say that he's the best. And it's like, no, you yeah. don't. You yeah, don't, just though. Chill. You, you can, can just you, you can like the 12th best player. Yeah, you can just say this is <laughs> yeah. my favorite. Yeah. Allen Iverson is so awesome. He's not yeah. top five. Mm-hmm. No. And you don't have to say he's top five because then you're just going to look like an idiot anyway. He's probably not even a top 25 player. No. I, mean, I love Allen Iverson. But he's, but, oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. How could you not yeah. like Allen yeah, Iverson? Yeah, he's great. Yeah, he's so. awesome. Sometimes every uh, if I'm bored, I go on YouTube and I just watch highlights of players. Yeah, no, I mean, it's true that there are guys out there that are just players that I just enjoy watching. And there are some that I'll kind of like die on this hill of saying, man, he would have been, you know, blah, blah, blah. But like Tracy McGrady for me, I was a huge T-Mac fan when he was on the Magic, but he just had back problems and was hurt all the time. And I always say, man, if Tracy McGrady was healthy or another one, Penny Hardaway when he was on the Magic. I'm not a Magic fan, but I'm using only Magic players. Penny Hardaway, dude. I loved Penny so Hardaway. Good. Six seven, six eight, such a good point guard. But could shoot. Injured, you know, it's just pro- yeah, but such injured. a good passer and yeah. But it's uh it's cool seeing like it, it I will say this though. I'm I'm I turned thirty five this year. Whoa, whoa. And uh yeah, I'm older. And so I do get a little sad <laughs> sometimes when I see dudes that are like twenty five, twenty six that have accomplished so much and i'm like oh my god what do i i need to do something oh dude nowadays do you remember when you were a kid and you would watch the nba or the nfl yeah and you would see an an nfl running back who's really good and he's 24 23 Mm -hmm. and you'd go oh that's awesome i got to now dude it's crazy i watch sports now and they'll go oh this wide receiver he'll catch a pass and they'll go hey hey, just uh, today's actually his 23rd birthday and i go this guy is three years younger than these guys are kids and he's making millions of dollars that's when you really understand what a kid is because Mm -hmm. i remember do you remember when you were in high school and you saw you were a freshman in high school and you saw a senior Mm -hmm. and you said oh this is an adult and then you became a senior and you said "Ah, i guess i think i misguided that one Mm -hmm. now that i'm i remember i think oh we were talking about this outside of good nights one night i said it's we were talking about dating and i said it's so crazy how you wouldn't realize it, but until you're this age, but like there is a huge difference between a tw- the age gap between 21 to 25 is so big and yeah. you wouldn't think that it is, but it's so, so, so big. How so? Cause I'm not, I'm not beyond, I'm beyond those years now. Right. What's the difference? I'm curious well, to hear your take on yeah, that. Cause we, uh, so I remember what, how did I describe it? 21 is, because see, for me, 21 wasn't that long ago, so I remember it, but I'm I'm past it. Of 21 is all you care about is let's go to the bar, let's get drunk, not even drunk, let's get as drunk as we can. It's just drinking. For me, it was at least it was. I'm 21. I want to go to this bar, and you also not only you get so obsessed with bars, you going to the local bar isn't good enough you have to go to is it because you're new to drinking legally is that why like it's i can go to a bar now also do everything so it's it's you want to experience the bar at night you want to but you also want to experience happy hour and you also want to experience let's go to the durham bulls game and drink there you so you have to do every aspect of life where you can drink let's go to the beach and drink let's go let's go to mexico and drink and engine and it's like you don't and then 22 is you chill out a little bit, but you still, you think you're really old and you're like, holy shit, that was a crazy drink. year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then 25 is, is I think you start to find yourself more of like, yeah, I, I drink, but it's not, you know, it's not going to take up my life. I got to take care of these student loans, man. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. I got, things to do. I got things to do. I got things to do. Yeah. But um, all, right, cool. let, all right, let's wrap it up with this. The Bills, yeah. Bills play at six. The Bucks play at three. What do you think the score is going to be for the Bucks? I'm going to write it down. Bucks, Bucks. Um, uh, I'm going to go, I think, 
I think I'm going to take the Rams in this one. Uh, I think the Rams are going to win hmm, 27 to 23. 27 to 23. All mm-hmm. right. I think it's going to be – I'm going to write this down. I think the Rams are going to win as well. I think it's going to be 35. The Rams are going to have 35, and the Bucks are going to have – 17. Okay. Oh, you think it's going to be a blowout? Yeah. Okay. All right. And then we'll do the Bills. There's no way you're going to say the Bills are going to lose. I am picking the Bills. Okay. <laughs> Who are they playing? Bills. Chiefs. Chiefs. Oh, that's going to be a good one. I In think that's Kansas gonna be City. A, that's going to be a tight one. Yeah. I think I'm going to pick the score of that. I think the Bills are going to win 30 to 24. 30 to 24. Okay. Yep. And then I think it's going to be. Ooh, let me think about this one for a second. You said it's in Kansas City? Yes. All right. So um, I I want the Bills to win. <laughs> I want them to win. You know what? Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to root for them just because I, I'm so tired of the Chiefs. If you want to pick um, the Bills with your heart, but with your head, choose the Chiefs. Go ahead. I don't mind. I'm still so. processing this. You know, let's do... Dude, I gotta be honest. All right, let me. Oh, oh, let's just be honest. I want the Bills to win. I got. I think the Chiefs are gonna win. I think the Chiefs are gonna win twenty-eight to twenty-four. Okay. And then I'll when the when the games end, I'll, I'll follow up. I'll send you guys a, a, an update on on the scores <laughs> on what's happened. But hey, dude, thank you so much, man. Yeah, man. You got any? You got any shows coming up or anything? No, I uh, I gotta be honest. There's been like a few like shows that people will say, hey, do you want to come on here and do ten or whatever? And it's like. Uh, I've, I've actually turned away a couple <laughs> and uh and mainly i think just because i haven't really been like in the right headspace with comedy lately for some reason and so i've just been kind of laying low and and i i'm realizing that like wow i need to start writing more and so because even the stuff that i've been doing like at shows like i enjoy doing it it's fun but i'm kind of getting sick of some of my material a little yeah. bit like i'm not even saying it doesn't work or anything but I'm just getting a little sick of it. The enthusiasm. And I'm, I'm is, bored of it. You no, know, I feel the same way with my jokes. I have a couple of jokes right now that I used to do a lot better, and you can just – last night I realized that you have a couple of jokes. You can just see it on my face. I, I, I'm ready to move past them. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just like, it's it. like It's like when you get a job that you like, and you're like, oh, I'm, I'm happy to be here. I'm, I'm excited to, to – and then you've been doing the job for a while. You're like, oh, my God, I hate this job. Like right. It's kind of like that with jokes sometimes. Promoted. And I think I heard like the analogy once from like Louis C.K. or somebody, and they were talking about how – you know the, how the fruit like it's like ripens and the joke kind of starts to rot you know i i actually feel that yeah like and i haven't been doing it nearly as long to say that but i do feel that no so. for sure i get that too yeah that 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 that's how it goes it's i the first because you've been doing stand-up for what a year and a half um a little over two years including covid so it's a little so, yeah i remember yeah. i remember I'm, it could be different for everybody but i remember my first year it was just every single mic, every single day, you're just happy to be there. Yeah. And then going into your second year, you, you have some material. And then that's, that's the, it does, for me, it wasn't a year until a year and a half where you start to not necessarily hit a wall, but you start to realize, okay, I got it. Cause it's, it, you're just doing the same thing every day. And, and then, yeah, but what, but I, I've told you this before and I tell this to a lot of people, it, that part sucks, but what's also awesome though is when you when you get out of it. Yeah, that's also fun too. I'm waiting for that right now. I uh, I started in November of 19, and then COVID happened. But in those four months, I probably got up like a hundred times, and so it, I got accelerate. I kind of got into it pretty quickly, 
and I got immersed and I knew I feel like I met a lot of people in the community pretty quick and stuff and then COVID happened or whatever and did some other things and I enjoy you know doing stand-up a lot I don't think it's I think it's more than a hobby for me but less than a dream career for me so it's probably somewhere in the middle like a passion or whatever but I just I just enjoy being part of the comedy community I enjoy comedy being part of my identity too and I I think it lets me kind of be someone that I can't really be at like home or with like, right. you know, wife and kids and or at work and all that. And so right now I think I'm just trying to like find my voice and I'm kind of like at this point where I'm like, I feel a little discouraged and I think I just need to spend more time with other comics that can kind of get me out of that. And like, like you just did, like you just said some things that helped me. And so, Thanks, but, man. uh, but yeah, man, I think, uh, I gotta start thinking more about it and writing more and stop being such a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. Well, yeah, it's just, um, no, I, I feel it though. It happens to everybody. It's just you, uh, yeah, you just hit a wall and you have writer's block and you have all this stuff. Mm-hmm. The best advice I always tell people with that though, is just, you, um, just get to a point where you're having fun with it again. Yeah. Cause I think that's the biggest thing. It, it goes from, it goes from fun to once you have material, you also inevitably hire your expectations because when you first start out, no one knows how to write jokes. So you're happily just saying anything yeah. because you don't know, you don't have an idea of what's good and what's not. But yep. then where it gets harder is now you have an idea of how to write jokes. You have a concept in your head and you have expectations. So now the hard part is when you write, you have to figure out how to keep that in your head, but also push it aside to, ha- to have fun with it. Because if you just write with high expectations, that's what makes it super hard. Yeah, I think the two things that I want to happen right now is, number one, I want to write a bit that I'm excited to try. I haven't done that in a while. And I'll do bits that I think, oh, that could be funny. But I want to do a bit that I'm like, ooh, I can't wait to try that. See, that's and, a good way of looking at it, too. Not, yeah. not I'm excited to see if this crushes. I'm excited to try it. Yeah. That's what you need. I don't if care you, how it does. I just want to try it. <laughs> okay, that's, yeah. that's perfect. You're on the right track. Because that's what matters is... This would be fun to, even if it bombs, this would be fun to just do. Sometimes I'll do jokes that I only do for the reaction. Like, I'm like, this isn't going to go well, but I'm going to do it anyway, just for me. So so that, and I think also the second thing is I have to kind of start teaching myself a little bit that there, not every joke has to have like an edge to it. And I, and I feel like a lot of guys, especially kind of think there needs to be like a little bit of, Ooh, with some of their jokes. Right. And I just want to have a little bit more fun like you said, and and there might be like more stories, which are really hard to do too, especially like at open mics with other comics. Right. And so, uh, but yeah, yeah it doesn't always have to be a TED it. talk. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Not, not saying you ever did that because I don't think you did, but no. a, lot, a lot of comics yeah. do that. They it, they have this expectation of it has to be funny and it also has to uh, be life altering. And <laughs> I want the audience to go home and really be moved. Nah, dude, you don't have to do that. But I've had other bits though where people will tell me like a year later, hey man, I love that one bit. I'm like, I can't believe you remembered that. Like, right. and so like there's cool moments like that too that like, you know, uh, that excite me and stuff. And I've had other motivating things recently, actually, that were where other comics have said nice things or random people that I don't even know has said, hey, did you ever do a show at so-and-so? And because I'm a big dude, they probably remember me and stuff like that. But that's still cool. You know, it's cool when people are saying, I know, did you do did you do that show? Blah, blah, blah. And, yeah. you're, and you're like, yeah, I did. Yeah. So that's, that's good stuff, cool. man. But yeah, man, thanks so much for doing this. This was awesome. And yeah, this should be out like later today. Cool. And that was episode 30 of Rants with Riffs. Thanks for tuning in. More more viewers every episode. I'm loving it. We're moving up. We're growing this thing. Thank you for sticking with us. All right. See you guys Rants later. Rants with Riv. Peace. Rants with Riv, baby. All right. Peace. <laughs>